Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Welcome to Spirit Katana, Episode 9. I am your host, Old Man. I'm Ruby. And I am Jade Fire. And today we are going to be going through the last six chapters of Romans, 11 through 16. Hopefully you've been reading along. Um, if you haven't, well, enjoy the discussion anyway. And you can always look it up and figure out where we're wrong or right, or where you might have some questions. Alright, so, Romans 11. I, uh... I found this one interesting. I really like the analogy of this one about the tree and the branches and how we're grafted into the tree and mm, yeah, Isra- the parts of Israel were chopped off so that we could be grafted in. And But if we decide to disbelieve, then we can get chopped off and then they can graft. And if they don't continue in their disbelief, the Israelites, they can be grafted back in. Yeah, all the tree things. Yep, it's all, it's all interesting. I think I like it. Um, especially with one part where we think we can do everything our own, it says, but we need God because he's like the roots and then we're the branches, so God weren't down there. Well, we're not even the original branches. We had to be grafted into it. Yes. (laughs) Still saying. Yep. So yeah, I really like that word picture or illustration of of believing and stuff and how we shouldn't be superior, feel superior or whatever because we didn't do it on our own. Because... God's down there in the roots. Because we don't support the root. The root supports us. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so, that, yeah, that was my that was the thing I big highlighted on. I really enjoy that um, part of Chapter 11. Is I guess there anything... I didn't highlight any of that, really, with the things that you were saying, but, yep. like, I do like that. Um, I didn't really highlight that much, I guess. I just kind of really like what you said. Did you have any notes on Chapter 11, Jadefire? Um, three and four... I just, first, um... Verses 3 and 4? Mm-hmm. Okay. I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means, for um, I myself am an Israelite and a descendant of Abraham and a member to, of the tribe of Benjamin. Lord, they have killed your... Oh, <laughs> 4. Um, uh, you just read verse 1. Oh, yeah, one, two, th- 1, 3, and 4. Oh. That's what I meant. Oh, one, three, and four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lord, and then three and four. Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. Uh, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But God replied to him. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who who have not bowed to the knee of Baal. Verse 1 I liked because I really like how he asks a question and then answers his own question. Yeah, he does that a lot in Romans, doesn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just like, I mainly like verse 4, but I noticed how 3 connected to it really well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I highlight both of them. Um, I like how he's like, I am the last one. Please help. And God's like, 
I have like 7,000 men who have not bowed to Baal. You're yep. not the last one. Yep. And that happened during Elijah's time, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. he references um, that passage about Elijah. Mm-hmm. So his Old Testament references again. Something else he likes to do. <laughs> um, I also liked verse 34. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Any answers? Do you, do you have an answer? Hmm? Who has been... Who who has known the mind of God, of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Well, Someone no. to give Without him advice. Reading it, no one. Yep, no one. And then I also like thirty six. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. All credit and glory goes to him, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is, everything came from him. Everything goes through him. Mm-hmm. All things are his. <laughs> it's not us. All right. Well, we'll move on to Romans 12. What do you got in Romans 12, Jade Fire? Um, only two verses, and they're pretty far apart. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, I like how he said, as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Usually a sacrifice is killing a lamb and putting it on the sacrifice table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. And then. Shoot. What, okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to read 10 from here. So I. All right. And then I. um, This is like a love verse. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Um. I like how he said, love one another, and then he says, outdo. Like, outdo is kind of like a challenge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like that kind of thing, don't you? You like a little competition. Yeah, that's but why. But what are you supposed to be outdoing them in? Um, honor. Showing honor. Which means don't trip them, don't push them, don't shove their face in the mud while you try to get ahead of them, because that wouldn't be outdoing them in honor, would it? <laughs> you might win the race, but you will not have truly won. <laughs> But yes, so yeah, see, so you could, there is a little bit of like friendly competition you can put in there and try to do the right thing. Just do the best you can. I kind of like But the... then you can't brag about it or show that you've done better because then you've suddenly lost. <laughs> I kind of like that little part a tricky one. where don't make your brother stumble. Hmm. I did like that part too. I don't know where it is, but that's Is that, that in this chapter? Because we didn't read that. Um, like, we I didn't just read that right now. So. Maybe it's in the next chapter. I'm not sure. I definitely think it's in a couple chapters, if not. I like that verse kind of thing. Okay. Though. Yeah, it's is, it is one of my favorite chapters, actually. We'll get there. Which chapter is your favorite one? Romans 14. All right. I like this chapter, and one of the highlights is your proper role in the human, in the body of Christ. Not the human, but your proper role in the body of Christ. I liked that whole little section. Where, where is it? Uh, It starts at verse 3. And goes to verse 8. Okay. I just like the whole thing in general. How, like, you each have a proper part. Don't try to do the other part when this is your part. Like, maybe you're smarter or something than you're in the brain part. So don't try to be the walking part because maybe you're crippled. And that's why you're so smart because you could study more. Like, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to do another role when you can't. Hmm. Yeah, I 
specifically highlighted four through um, eight. So not quite the whole section, but yeah, do not think of, but yeah, I like that. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Like, re, like look at yourself plainly and realize there's faults and where you, where your strengths actually are, not just what you want, and don't think that you're better at things than you think you are, or don't think you are better at things than you actually are, is what I mean. Um... For just as each of one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, from one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So, like, we're all part of the same body. We all belong to each other, but we all have different gifts and different roles. <laughs> yes! Yes. Um, and right after that, I also highlighted the verse right before Jade Fires, uh, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. We have to actually hold tight to what is good. And we have to hate the evil thing. Turn away from it. Do not feed it. Do you have anything else, Ruby, in uh, Romans 12? Um, I kind of liked this other part. Well, my thing is split up into three sections, and I let, and there's a really short one and two long ones, and I like the two long ones better. Okay. Um, and... The first one was your proper role in the body of Christ. And then transformed relationships was my second favorite. Love in action is what mine is called. I like that. Yeah, I have a couple more highlights in there. 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. 17 and 18. Um, So... It's impossible to live at peace with everyone, unfortunately. But as far as what you can do to live at peace with everyone, do it. You should not be repaying evil with evil, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Treat others how you... Not how they treated you, but how you want to be treated. And live at peace with them. So that means, like, if you have a way to make the situation peaceful, wherever you have control, because you can only really control how you act, not how they act, right? Mm-hmm. Act properly and be peaceful. I do have one little argument to that, I think, when it says do what is right in the sight of everyone. Not everyone might think what God says is right. Mm -hmm. So, like, do what is right in the sight of God more so and try to please other people with it, but don't end up pleasing people instead of God. Like, God is more. Almost everything that is right will still be considered right by most people. You're right, everyone is a little extreme. But even those that don't believe in God, if you're doing what is right, chances are they would not tell you that it is not right. Yes. Now, you also refrain from activities they would not refrain from. Mm -hmm. But that's different, isn't it? You Um, can still do what's right. (laughs) That's different from not doing something. But an example is some people today still don't eat, like, pig and stuff. Mm. And, like... That's true. So, do what is right in the sight of other people. God says you can, but it's not, like, a requirement by him. So, if you're around them, maybe don't eat. We'll get to that in chapter 14. (laughs) Well, I'm just giving an example, I guess. Yep. Wait, does it make that example in your thing for chapter 14? Uh, Something like it. It, But you're explaining what that passages about um no it's fine um and then i also really liked verse 21 which is all part of the same section so do not be overcome by evil 
but overcome evil with good. Like we've already gone over before. Do not let evil reign in us, right? That was an earlier chapter, things like that. So do not let it overcome you. It's always there. Don't let it overcome you. And you can overcome it with good. So if you focus on good actions, doing the right thing, and talking to God and praying, you can overcome that stuff. Mine says never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. Yes. Which is pretty much what you're just saying. Yes, I like that, though. That's a good way of saying it. It almost simples it up for me, like how yours translation yep. simples it up for me one time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never let evil kill you, but you kill evil with good. Oh, we already moved on. Just... We are going to move to 13 now, yes. Cool. All right. Uh, Ruby, what do you have in chapter 13? Oh, me? Um, I have... I'm confused by a little bit of it. In verse... Sweet. Four? This is all in verse four, but like different parts of it. It says God's agents at one point for me, and it says, do you think they carry weapons? I'm like, what? I don't understand what it means. The whole verse is, those in authority are God's servants for the good of society, but if you break the law, you have reason to be alarmed, for they are God's agents of punishment to bring criminals to justice. Why do you think they carry weapons? Yes, verse 4. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They're, they are God's servants, like, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Like, if we had a king, he would be, like, God's agent if he was, like, a Christian and stuff, and, like... Ah! Does he have to be a Christian? I suppose not. No. Um, this is all connected to the verse, for the, like, the first verse and everything, too. Like, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God, even if we don't like them. He planned it like he could make it so that they're not the authorities. They may do wrong, but overall, they are there to bring about punishment for those that should be, you know. I mean, we should all be punished technically, but... Yes. I... Um, it's, it's similar to how they would... Like, you can look at it similarly to how they cast lots, right? Mm-hmm. They cast lots, which was kind of just like a random thing, like rolling a die, right? Random. Random, because God can work at it, and whatever results, that means that's what God is telling you, right? Like, he literally can... You know what I'm talking about? Choose. Jadefire? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. So, it's the same with the governing authorities. Like, ours, we don't even have kings. Like, back then, it was like, okay, so however they're raised, and whatever happens here, we vote and put people into positions of authority there's argument that maybe sometimes those are stolen as well but whatever the point is that is god's work he did that constantly in the old testament israelite was taken over by other kingdoms many times Mm -hmm. that's where daniel went and radshak meshach and abednego oh yeah yeah and it was used as a punishment to israelite to israel because they had lost their way and started worshipping foreign gods and idols. That being said, the people that did it didn't do it in the right way. Because they don't believe in God. And they didn't last either. And they were also punished for their actions. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it at least feels unfair. But there is God's at work in everything. He has ultimate control. And we need to remember that. Yeah. 
Now, at the same time, when they were subject to these governing authorities, they were told to eat a certain way, and they did not. And they convinced them not to let force them out, Daniel and them. And then like, well, if you can stay strong with what we're doing, we'll give you a test and whatever, and it all worked out. They didn't worship the king, which is what caused Daniel to get in the lion's den, but he was still thrown in the lion's den, and then God shut the lion's mouths. So God uses those punishments that are wrong to even glorify him. Just look at Joseph. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And we also have Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not bow down to the statue or whatever. The golden bunny. The golden bunny. (laughs) Um, And they got thrown into a furnace. And once again, that ultimate punishment that should have killed them did not. Some people were even dying throwing them in there, weren't Uh they? Because it was so hot. He was so furious. So, this is why it says... (laughs) Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Because God will still work in it. We need to trust God. We don't trust in the authorities, okay? We have to obey them a lot of the times, but we also have areas where we're allowed to not do what they're telling us to do. That goes back to where I'm like, right in the sight of God, not right in the sight of them. Correct. Correct. All right. Um, I also like verse 3. Verse 3? Yes. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. Because, right, people fear going to prison or, you know, whatever. Or should, generally, but sometimes (laughs) they don't. I don't know. And if you do what's right, then technically you shouldn't fear. Now, sometimes you have corrupt authorities, but in the end, you're still doing what's right. And if you're doing what's right in the eyes of God, who's the ultimate authority, you really have nothing to fear. Because even if they kill you, because what, it, was it in Romans? Somewhere that we read recent, not that long ago, one of these weeks, was fear the one who can cast you into hell, not that those that can hurt your physical body, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about being falsely punished, because if we're falsely punished, it doesn't matter. God is going to be at work in it. Yes, it might suck. We might not enjoy it, but that's not what we're called to do, <laughs> is enjoy it. All right. I just like that verse. That's why I highlighted it. Yeah, that's good. Um, do you have anything in the first section, Jadefire? What do you mean by the first section? I don't know, like the first six verses? Seven verses? No. Okay. I have like three, two, no, three. Okay. I, um, yeah, I highlighted let everyone be the subject to governing authorities, because that's a good reminder. It can be really difficult sometimes. Um, I also highlighted verse five. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. So, because we don't want to violate the conscience, right? We want to live with a clean conscience. Yes. Yep. At the very end. All right. Second section, 8 through 10. Love fulfills the law is what mine calls it. Do you have anything in 8 through 10, um, Jadefire? Just a sec. I have actually... Actually, I think you have the whole thing highlighted, don't you? Mm-hmm. 8. Through ten entirely highlighted. Yeah. Well, tell us what you liked about it then. Um. First, I'm gonna read it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no one anything except to love e- each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. You and any other commandment are summed up in in this wor- word. 
You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a, the fulfilling of the law. Mm-hmm. I like that verse because it had a lot of, a big chunk of the Ten Commandments. Yes, because there are two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about, right? Mm-hmm. What are they? Um, I know one of them is love your neighbor as yourself. Which is the second, because it's like the first one. What is the first one, Jadefire? Honor your father or mother. <laughs> That's what parents would like you to think the greatest commandment is. But no. <laughs> no, no, no. Love the Lord your, your God, God with, with all, all your heart, soul, soul mind, and strength. There. That is the first and greatest commandment. Because the other, like, to follow the next one, you have to follow what God tells you to do, right? The second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all ten commandments are fulfilled in those two. Because the first chunk of the first of of the ten commandments talks about not coveted not taking the Lord your God's name in vain, not worshiping other idols, all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The last part of the Ten Commandments are all about not stealing, not murdering not coveting right anything that happens to your neighbor and who's your neighbor we also read about that everyone everyone so because if you love them you're not going to murder them because that would not be loving them well what if they wanted to be murdered that would still not be loving them loving them would be helping to realize that maybe they don't want to be murdered wait and it wouldn't be murder probably at that point but that's a whole that's a different debate oh um what would it be called then manslaughter you know, killing, manslaughter, whatever. Um, assisted suicide. <laughs> assisted suicide? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, stealing their stuff. That's not loving them. Because love is an action. It's not just a feeling. It's not just a statement, right? You have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing the opposite of what love is doing, then you're not loving them, you're hating them. I was going to say, what if they said you could steal something anytime? It's like you can borrow anything or you can take <laughs> anything anytime. They're letting you. Then so it's not actually stealing. Stealing is sneakily taking something. Yeah. Or even just grabbing it and running. <laughs> or keeping it when you're not supposed to keep it. Like maybe they let you borrow it and then you kept it. That would be stealing, technically. Technically, at our house and at our friends' houses. Not always, because they don't get back right away. Yeah, well, that's that's a whole different situation. Um, <laughs> like, we uh, expect each other to keep it for months. But, um, so yeah. So loving them is fulfilling everything that's stated in the Ten Commandments. Because if you're doing anything against those Ten Commandments, then you are not loving the those <laughs> individuals that they're telling you to love. So, um, and it helps just encompass so much more. Like, you understand... You're supposed to be patient with them and kind to them once we get to the Corinthian stuff, which we'll get to. But you've read 1 Corinthians 13 before. You've heard me read it many times before, right? Mm-hmm. Are you okay, Jadefire? Yes, I wasn't done talking about what, what oh, I Oh, sorry. Read. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I like this section because, um, it's like, you shall not murder you, blah, 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 and then... But all of this is in these few words. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Like, he's like, dun 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 Yep. And then... Um, and then love does not... Does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is fulfilling the law. Yep. Yep. That's what I had in Romans 13. Okay. Pretty good thing, apparently. It is very good. It's a very good section. I like it a lot. Yes. Um, did you have anything in that part, portion? 
Or did you just also like it? <laughs> what is it highlighted for you two? Eight through ten. Have you highlighted it too? No, I mean, what is it headlined as? Oh, love fulfills the law for me. I only have two. Fulfilling the law. I only have two like big things: our relationship to civil authorities and living in the light, which is before and after. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that thing. highlighted separately. My big thing is fulfilling the but law through love. I just highlight a little part of that, and I just like it because yep. I kind of like the Ten Commandments. You kind of like them. No. <laughs> I like them. You need to. Yeah, that's that's something we should be living by still. All right. Um, did you highlight anything in the last section then, like eleven through fourteen? Uh, I highlighted something at the very end of verse thirteen. Not being argumentative or jealous of others. Like, where does thirteen start? We must live honorably, surrounded by the light of this new day, not in the darkness of drunkenness and debauchery, not in promiscuity and promiscuity and sensuality, not being argumentative sensuality. or jealous of others. Interesting. Yeah, mine, mine, different words. <laughs> Let us behave decently, as in the daytime. Not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. I just like that. Like, but yes, yeah, we shouldn't be argumentative and debating. Yeah, 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 yep. What? That just makes me think of people that cause some dissension. Um. Anyway. Next section. Nope. I have I have verses highlighted. I was just asking you guys first. So I highlighted verse twelve. The night is nearly the second or the third section. Well, we were already in that section. I didn't hear that. Sorry. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. You also notice that any time it tells us not to do things, or it seems at least most of the times it tells us not to do things, it tells us what to do. Because you can't just not do something. You have to do the right thing. So that you're not doing the wrong thing. You, if you, if you want to not be in the darkness, you have to be in the light. <laughs> you can't be in between, right? Yes. You're in one or the other. Yes. So you have to, if you don't want to be thinking about stealing or doing naughty things or whatever, you need to be thinking about doing the right things, focusing on God, meditating on what is right, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's. That's how you conquer that stuff. You overcome evil with good. You defeat evil with good, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then I liked 14. Rather clothe yourselves. This is in response to what you, your verse said. Rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Don't think about how you can get a, what you want that you think you want. Don't think about how you can get that candy or those cookies that you want that you're not allowed to have, right? Mm-hmm. Clothe yourselves with Christ, and don't think about those things. Think about what you can be doing and what you should be doing for God and for others. Loving others. Because stealing, that's not loving your neighbor, is it? Mm-mm. No. All right. Chapter 14. All right, let's see what I, we have. So I'm going to go over my highlight first, because I only have one highlight. The entire chapter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. so. We'll go over your guys' first. If you have anything, pe- like a piece that you want to pull up. But overall, oh, it's really? one concept. So, um, would you? Um, did you highlight a bunch? <laughs> Whoa, you really like this chapter. What's everything he highlighted? 
most of the chapter. Not all of the chapter, but most of it. He skipped so verse 5, 7, 8, 9, 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20, and 22. So he at least has half of it highlighted or bookmarked or whatever. I'll go first then. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Before we dive into the whole concept of it, just give us a little piece that you liked. <laughs> two little pieces. Okay, two little pieces that you liked. Alright, um, verse two. Um, I like the verse, for example, one believer has no problem with eating all kinds of food, but another with weaker faith and will eat, eat only vegetables. I kind of like that. I know it's kind of a big concept of some of it. Go ahead. Um... But I kind of like the whole concept that, like, that's kind of like what I was saying earlier, I guess, yes. Um, but, like, one, a person with strong faith has no problem eating what God has said you can eat in, but a person with weaker faith, um, is gonna go by the Old Testament laws where you can't eat unclean food. Mm-hmm. This one specifically mentions eating only vegetables, right? So is, if anyone who eats only vegetables... Is everyone who eats only vegetables have weak faith? Not necessarily. Why? Um, well, you maybe you don't like meat. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you just don't like the taste of meat. You have a sister who d- does eat meat on occasion, but she much rather eats vegetables. She yeah, likes that's vegetables. That's when she's forced to eat meat. <laughs> usually. Usually, yes. But like, well, except for chicken. She does like a certain kind of Correct. Chicken. Like, she does like some meat. But, overall... She prefers fruits and vegetables. That's not because her faith is weak. No, it's just because no. that's what she likes to eat. So it's just good. I just, I just want to make sure you guys think through that and be like, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the other highlight you had? Um, verse 11? 11, I believe. Yes. Just as it is written, as truly I am the living hope, I tell you, then I like this part more, every knee will bow before me, and every tongue will confess the truth and glorify me. You just like this because he's quoting Isaiah or Old Testament stuff again, huh? No! Oh, you... I kind of like the whole thing because he's quoting, but like I said, I like this part more. Every knee... Oh, I guess... I guess that's kind of the only part where he's quoting things, isn't it? Yep. I just like it. Okay, cool. I, um, I like yes, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. We have a choice throughout our life, but then we will bow to him. There will be a point where there's no doubt, because I mean, when you're when everything passes away and we're being cast to wherever we're allowed, like if we're getting cast into the fire or going up to heaven, you're gonna know. <laughs> Every knee will bow before him. Does that mean the people who still didn't they just, love him, or like it just means they have to submit to his will? I don't think it means literally taking a knee and bowing. No, I mean like what? My question is: Will oh. everybody go to heaven? Because like it says, every knee will bow before him. Does that mean everyone will go to heaven? No, I don't think so. There are so many. There are people that would like to think that. There is so much in the Bible that talks about them being cast. These people will be cast off into the fire. These ones that do not decide to believe and trust, you know, um, believe in Christ and trust their lives to him. Bowing before him and acknowledging that he's God is still not necessarily trusting him or whatever. Like, 
When they submit, it's because they're forced to. It would be like me twisting your arm behind your back and pushing you to the ground. You have to submit because you have no choice. You know what I mean? I think so. I think that's kind of what it means that everybody's... Because everybody, I would argue, that everybody knows that God's there. There's just many that don't want to acknowledge it and choose to believe other things. And definitely don't want to submit. But even us that do believe don't always want to submit. Right? (laughs) But in the end, when we're separated and the good fish are kept in the boat and the bad ones are tossed back in or the good wheat is put in but the weeds are bundled up and tossed in the fire those different parables from jesus mm-hmm. um we don't get to choose if we're going to be in the boat or not right nope or if we're going to be the good wheat or the weeds i mean here we can accept the gift and become those things right yes. but in the end when we're the wheat we don't get to choose if we're being thrown in the fire or put in the in the the barn nope we have to submit wherever we're put wherever we're put we're, we're going to heaven we're going to heaven or the new earth or whatever <laughs> Grab us up and just toss us somewhere. Yep. yep. Um, Those are the highlights I have. Okay. Well, you don't need to read every single one of your highlights. Why don't you tell me what, overall, what did you like about this chapter? Because obviously you like the chapter. Um, let's see here. What did I mainly like? I really like the brothers. Like, when he's talking about, like, yeah, it caused another to stumble, this one. Yeah. Hmm. Yep, we mentioned that earlier. We were gonna get there. I'll read this entire, or I'll read all my highlights in this entire section, which is like, I guess, I'll just read some of the highlights in the section. Um, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Uh, in the stu- in a stumbling block in the way of your brother. Um. He means that, like, mentally, like, don't discourage your brother, um, and instead help him. That's the, that's my favorite highlight. Okay. Um, so yeah, the whole chapter is about, well, let's see, the first one. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. This is my big contention with certain people in my life. Because they want to quarrel over disputable matters. They will claim it's not disputable. That's a whole different argument, but whatever. It's frustrating because they've caused a lot of dissension and division and argument over stuff that doesn't need to be there. And it's frustrating. Especially when the book they like to turn to a lot tells them specifically in this chapter not to do it. (laughs) Smock. But it does talk about how one person's faith allows them to eat anything but another whose faith is weak only eats only vegetables as an example they're not always it's not always just only vegetables i mean i'm sure there were some meats well they could eat quail i know that god sent quail to people back then so i mean the example could be they eat certain meats yeah yeah, yeah. it was just the extremes he's just using extremes to explain Mm, i see um now we're told that we are those that feel like we can eat everything because we have no issue because we see that God has given us all food, right? Mm-hmm. We're not to hold those that choose not to because they don't believe it in contempt. We're not supposed to hate them for it or criticize them necessarily for it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to love them and treat them kindly. And if they don't partake in certain things, we should avoid shoving that in their face, right? Mm-hmm. I will. I think he even ends it earlier, later, later. I mean, um, about not eating... If he's with them or something, is that right? Is that in here? Or is it some a different chapter I'm thinking of? I don't know, but I know it 
talks about not eating in front of them. Uh, hold on. Uh, maybe it's not in the... Maybe I'm thinking of a different country. Anyway, um, I know at some point in one of his letters, it could be in the next book that we're going to go through, because there's another chapter that's very similar to this one, that it says, like, so for their sake, I'm not going to eat meat while I'm with them, basically. I'll never eat meat again if it's going to cause them to stumble. I think we read that in chapters before. Not in Romans. Um, but anyway, so we don't eat in front of them. And do you think this chapter is specifically about food? No. Nope. Well, that's what it keeps talking about, right? It's no. using it as kind of like, yep, they do keep talking about it. But it's using it kind of like an example, like... You should love everyone. It doesn't matter if they're different or they don't do the same things as you. Yes. Personally, I guess they do mention days in this chapter as well. One considers a day more. But yes. I personally like people who don't eat certain things. Like, I have no problem with that. I'm like, you don't eat that? Okay, you don't eat that. Whatever. Yep. But yeah, in, the, in verse 12 it says, So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. We're going to have to answer for what we've done. Mm-hmm. If we're doing things because our conscience is clean, we think we're doing no wrong with eating what we're eating or t- choosing to celebrate Sabbath on Saturday instead of a Sunday or t- deciding to celebrate Sabbath, period, or um, to celebrate the 4th of July or Christmas or anything like that. If we don't feel, like, if our conscience, like, is not pinging us that, hey, maybe we're doing something wrong, if we're fully convinced in our own mind, which says make sure you're fully convinced in your mind, if your conscience is saying, well, then maybe you should abstain and not do those things, right? Unless God told you. And then people have taught you. But in the end, you're going to have to answer to God. So if you are doing things that are wrong, even though you think they're right, God's going to let you know. And you're going to have to answer to him for it. But he won't care as much to, like, you mean if you're murdering, but you're, if your conscience, which it shouldn't be if you're trusting in God, be like, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. He'll still be like, no, it's not. Yeah. But, I mean, like, he won't keep you from heaven for that if you thought it was right, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody would ever think murder is right, necessarily. I'm using it as an example. There are people that do kill and think they're doing it for God, though, and... Because he did have people killed in the past, and it's messy. But but no, I don't think so. As long as you're still putting your faith in Jesus as your only salvation. He's not going to keep you from heaven for it. Right. He wants you to have a relationship with him and to grow closer to him. And, and a lot of people are going to find that strange, because they're going to be like, so many people that do good things or are nice or whatever don't trust in Jesus and are going to hell. And then there's people that have killed people or really hurt some people or did some really terrible things who are going to go to heaven, and people don't like that. But yeah, so we shouldn't be eating those things or drinking those things or doing those things in front of people because it'll cause them to stumble, and then we're hurting them, and that's not loving them. Um, yeah, and it says, So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. <laughs> Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Because you don't want to condemn yourself by approving things that maybe you shouldn't be. Um, and again, 19, which is, again, referencing something else he already said in an earlier chapter we just talked about today. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Right? Mm-hmm. We should not destroy the work of God just for food or days of the week or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
But if you have doubts, you are condemned if you eat those things or do those things because you're not doing them by faith anymore. Yep. And you mentioned, what did you mention? The brothers thing I was going to touch on. Jade Fire? Yeah, Jade Fire mentioned the brothers thing. Don't cause your brother dismembered by putting a block in his way. Yeah, I know. He was saying it was a mental thing. You were saying it was a mental thing, right, mm-hmm. Jayfire? Um, can you can you re say like kind of re explain your point there? Um, like he meant it. Like, do not discourage your brother. Um, like, don't discourage him in faith. Mm, discourage, right? Okay. Yeah. Another issue is peer pressure. Like, if you're telling them it's fine, but they don't necessarily believe it's fine, but you keep pushing it on them, then they might end up eating it. And are therefore condemned because they're not doing it by faith and God. They're doing it because my friend really pushed me into doing this. And I think it's wrong, but I've now done it. And so now I feel guilt and shame. That's not helping them. Even if it was okay for them to do those things, it's not because they don't believe it's okay. They believe they're sinning against God. It's like if I left out leftover pizza on the counter, and I didn't care if people ate it in the morning, but you believed that it was there for only certain people to have, like for me in the morning, maybe I left, there was only two pieces left, and they were both, and you thought, one of you, it doesn't matter, thought that they were going to be for me to take to work in the morning. But you took some later in the night, thinking that they belonged to me. That would be stealing, even if I was not going to do anything with it and actually intended for you guys to take them that night. But because you thought that they were mine, you knew that you were stealing from me, even though you weren't. And therefore, you are stealing from me and are therefore sinning, right? You get how that works? Yes. Because it's still a heart issue. I've had this all explained to me before. When I was confused about it, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But I understand the entire thing with that. Okay, good. All right. Well, let's move on to chapter 15, because we'll go over that kind of stuff again later on in Corinthians when we get to Corinthians 11, I think it is. Um, so Romans 15. I have highlighted the very first part. Mm-hmm. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. This is obviously... It can because these these chapters didn't exist in the original letter. They weren't split up into chapters. It's one long letter. They weren't in verses either. Wow. So you can tell just by the way this is written. This is a continuation of what we just talked about, right? Yes. We are we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Well, I want that hamburger, but I'm now with a bunch of people that would think that's wrong, and they would be admiring the hamburger that i'm eating because it's nice and juicy or think i'm a sinner or whatever and they should we shouldn't be tempting them or causing them to stumble so each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up right to encourage them as you were saying instead of discourage them mm-hmm. so I yes have a question about like, that sure thing, where it's like some people believe some people don't that you can eat these meats and stuff but um if the Bible says you can't, and you can get that point across to them, and then they actually are like, oh, we can eat these things. Would they be saying against God if they used to think they couldn't, but now they think they can? As long as they are now fully convinced that they're okay, then it's fine. And here's another interesting thing. Those that are pretty sound in their belief in God and Jesus and understand a lot of the Bible, but maybe still are hung up on food, 
or maybe sometimes it's just for health reasons, but they're hung up on what you're allowed to eat. We had a family that used to go to our missional community uh, when we went to a, a different one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that family did not eat certain meats. They would bring, sometimes if, if we were going to have certain meat for the supper, they would bring their own or abstain, but they did not force that on us, and it didn't cause them to stumble because they were also very sound in what they believed. They weren't being tempted or anything of the sort. You understand? Mm-hmm. So sometimes sometimes there's some leeway because they were also just very sound in where they were at. And so it wasn't like a big temptation. It didn't cause them to stumble. They didn't feel unloved. And they didn't call us heathens or anything for us thinking that it was okay to eat these things. Yeah, they... Because it was a disputable matter that didn't need to be argued about. <laughs> so just an interesting example. Anyway. That first was the only thing I highlighted in this chapter. Because I was... highlighted three. And then in the next chapter, I highlighted nothing. So what do you have in uh, chapter 15, Jade Fire? 7, 20, and 28. 7, 20, and 28? Well, let's go over 7. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Um, I like how it says, there, like, God has welcomed you, like, and then he's telling us, welcome one another as he welcomed us. Yep. We're supposed to treat others like Christ has treated us. Mm-hmm. That's a recurring theme in the New Testament for sure. That's what I like about that verse. Yeah, mine says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. Mine says, you will bring glo- God glory when you accept and welcome one another as partners, just as the Anointed One has fully accepted you and received you as his partner. Yep. All right, next one, Jadefire. Um, 20. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build it on someone else's foundation. I thought this was interesting because, um... It took me a minute to figure out what ambition meant. I had to look it up, and uh, it it apparently means to wit- wish to be something as if, like, my ambition is to be a coder and a police officer. Yep. Um, and um, I was a little disturbed by that because is he's isn't he um already up um preaching in places where Christ has not already been named? Yeah. He's just saying it has always been his ambition to preach the gospel where Christ And thus I make, like, as if he's just making, just making his ambition. Thus, and thus I make my, it my ambition. Well, mine says it has always been my ambition. That's just a different way of saying things. Oh, okay. And then 28. 28? Mm-hmm. Like, and is it bad to make that your ambition? To go no, preach? No, no, Yeah, no, so he's no, just saying, no, like, no, I'm making no. this ambition to go get this word out to those that are not Israelites, basically. Okay. The Gentiles. Okay. And then, um, when therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by the way of you. Um, I mainly just highlighted this because I want to go to Spain one day. <laughs> Alright. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. I underlined Spain in verse Yeah, he went all over the place, didn't he? He went to southeastern Turkey and South Turkey and like he's, Turkey. Yeah, he's been everywhere. He anyway, what did you highlight? In Turkey. Um, 
Well, I liked all the quoting like usual. None of the quoting really stood out to me. But in verse 13, like the last little bit is, um, you radiant with hope. I just like the thought of being radiant with hope. Like, the verse says, Now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontrollable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him and make the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiant with hope. Hmm. Radiate with hope? Probably. That would be proper grammar, then. <laughs> um... Yeah, mine doesn't use that word at all. Uh, it's just, may the, God, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So just hope is oozing out of us, just pouring out. Because we are filled with God's hope. Because that's the only hope that matters. Any hope in human action and stuff is futile. Any other highlights, Ruby? Um, yes, I highlighted the first little part of 31. Um, ask the Father to deliver me from the danger I face from the unbelievers in Judea. Hmm. I like that he's like, I think he's talking to the people when he's like, just ask God, like, be praying for me to be safe. I like that you changed the word there, because I was going to ask you, what do you think, how do you ask God something? And you just said praying. (laughs) He's asking them to pray for him, which mine uses the word pray, so that's why I was... (laughs) (laughs) So, you knew, you knew. All right. Yeah, so, because asking God, talking to him, doesn't need to be a whole thing either. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, wearing special clothes, going to a special room, or holding your hands a special way, or closing your eyes, or getting on your knees, or sitting cross-legged and holding your thumb and forefinger or middle finger together and humming or whatever, any kind of weird thing. (laughs) Mmm. Either, either. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to be that. You can just talk to him. He wants to have a relationship with you, which involves communication. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Good. And finally, the personal greeting. So the ending of the letter. I kind of like this chapter. In, or no, not this chapter in general. But um, Paul sends his loving greetings. The first little part of it. Yeah. I just like like that part. And there's like, give my greetings to this person and this person. Give my love to he- people here and there. Um, and in verse 14, where I cannot forget to mention my esteemed friends. I like that little part where he like talks about them so nicely. Like his great friends in verse 14. Um, it, yeah, it just says, greet Asyncretus, Felgon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermes, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Nothing about esteemed or anything like that. Well, mine says that, and it talks about them so highly. And I, I thought that was nice. That was my main highlight. I kind of like 12, mostly because I find Persis interesting. Um, greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. That's the second half oh, of 12. I highlighted that word because they Persis, because yep. I kind of like didn't. Yep. But uh, mostly, the only thing I really, like, there's there is some good out of understanding who who's being greeted and thanked and all this stuff. Um, but for me, this time, reading through, the thing that really just stuck out for me is verses 17 and 18. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep 
away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. It's easy to tell people, oh, you're really nice, or you're really thoughtful, or you have a good heart, and make you, like, warm up to them so that they can mislead you or get you to believe what they want you to believe. I highlighted the part because smooth words and well-rehearsed blessings. Yep. Like, they rehearse this stuff and then mm-hmm. try to come in and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Application time. How's everybody doing on their applications? Application? Uh, applying your goals. Um, you, we were all working on loving our enemies. Mm-hmm. It was the big one, along with, you know, continuing trying to pray every morning, praying before reading, which I would remember partway through my reading that I'd be like, oh, right, and then I'd pray. So, I mean, at least I got it. Morning's been a little off for me this week, but... It was off for you last week, too, wasn't it? Was it? It might have been. I yeah I it sometimes forget especially when I get up early in the morning and my brain's not all connecting when it's not all I want to pray right before I get out of bed but I don't always remember to. Um, well, you have to get up early for work I know, in the but morning. It actually should be easier at that point when I'm home and there's other distractions. It sometimes it's harder, but I don't know. It's just something I got to continue to work on. Um, I've not really talked to too many people that have differing views of me right from me right now. So I have not had any issue there so much in the loving enemies, you know. Um, try not to be bitter about certain people that have caused a lot of hurt and dissension is harder. But I've been able to not really run into that too much either. So, And then I did have some conversations with a person I might have had some disagreements with, but nothing came up while we were talking. So I don't know the people very well, so I was just getting to know them kind of thing, but... Um, so, so far, I'm okay there. <laughs> How about you, uh, Jadefire? Um, with praying, I've been doing pretty good. Um, Seems like you did really good with your keeping up in Bible reading this week, too. Yes, I actually read every single chapter. <laughs> Very good. Are you saying you didn't read every single chapter other times? <laughs> we never said it on the podcast. <laughs> Tried to keep it on the DL. DL. Down low. On the down low. I've been doing really good on my um, prayer. I've been... um, Praying every morning? Yes. Even when you wake up to find your father sitting in a chair hovering over you? Good thing I wasn't still asleep in the chair. Yeah, well, I already knew that because I'd been out here the night before and you guys were all asleep. Oh, right. Um, anywho, um, yeah, I've been doing good, really good with prayer, um... And there, well, good I, haven't, I haven't heard, I haven't been around much people besides my family. Um, well, that's where you have to work on the enemy thing. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I haven't been, I haven't had many arguments. Um, nothing that would cause an argument, anyway. And so I've been doing pretty good in that section, I guess. And uh, what were the things again? Uh, the enemies, and, the prayer. Oh, God, God I forgot to mention it myself. God um, yeah, uh, I've been, I forgot all about it, actually, so. Yeah, apparently I did too, unfortunately. I forgot about it until today, if that makes you guys feel better. <laughs> How about your uh, prayer in the mornings and before readings? Uh, that hasn't been going as well as last week. 
Okay. Especially the okay. mornings. I don't think I've really done that that much. And but I've been doing better. Uh, or not as good as last week, but better than I normally do. I'm praying sometimes before, but mainly after I read the Bible. Um, was that it? I have to talk about my loving. Oh, loving enemies. There it is. Yeah, and how's that going? Not great, but I mean, not like awful exactly. Um, I'm not having as many arguments as I used to have, I feel like. Okay. Person. Good. Um, the, I think the application will, t- unless you have something else you guys thought of and want to bring up, which is fine, you can, but overall, I think something we all should be working on, um, and this will help towards the loving part, is as a specific, in- like a specific detail to the loving, is to, Live at peace as far as it depends on you with everyone. Which means do not argue over stupid things. Do not tell them that they mean something when they said something. Or tell them that they said something that they claim they didn't say. It doesn't matter. Don't put the words in their mouths. (laughs) It's a specific argument I know has happened recently. (laughs) Where two people at different times in the same trip... Both said, well, you said this. No, I didn't. (laughs) Okay? Okay. Anyway, so, live at peace with everyone as far as it depends on Mm -hmm. you. So if there's an argument, or, well, it takes two to argue. So you would have to argue back. So if there's any yelling or complaining, let it be on the other person. Do your best to do the right thing. And that even means dying to yourself, sacrifice, a living sacrifice, because you're not dying, but sacrificing your wants and desires, or even what you think is right or fair for you, in order to live at peace with the others. Others. Okay? Okay, um, and also encourage your family. That's another application, I think. Okay, yeah. And yeah. That, and I think that a whole encouraging, slash, you know, not causing to stumble, because usually that's with different beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. That plays into the living at peace, because that was even in there. I think you should encourage everyone, not just your family. Well, it's good to practice, for, especially for you guys, with your family. Yes, I was just saying. And then when we're should. ready, we can start doing it a lot. Oh, Because honestly, a lot of the things that I have to learn to do, I'm really good with your mother. We are, like, when we go to, like, the marriage retreats and stuff, we learn all kinds of lessons for how to get along with your spouse. And it's like, well, we're already doing most of this with each other, but not necessarily with those outside of each other, like our children or other people in our family or even people outside of our family so there's still good lessons that we just need to remember to extend beyond ourselves okay but I yes don't know if Learn... all the things at the marriage retreat apply to everyone not everything but a lot of it does <laughs> um so yes live at peace as much as it depends on you all right ruby mm-hmm. it is your turn to pray Mine. yep that makes sense <laughs> Um, dear God, please help um, us to be praying before we read our Bible and in the mornings. And please help us to apply all these things to our lives about encouraging everyone and each other and loving our enemies. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. We'll be reading 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 8. Bye. Bye, y'all.